When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Forever. Dog. I just saw, yeah, I just saw that in the, like, latest episode of Moon Knight, there's, like, there's a, a couple instances of people speaking Mandarin, and somebody had a TikTok that was just like, there, it's nonsense. Like, it's not, even, it's not, the, like, the captions come up as speaking Mandarin, but then, like, apparently... It is just a series of sounds. Like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, really? It's that bad? Yeah, like it's th- that. It's that not. They were like, they were like, it's not even. I don't know. Like, I didn't. I I was just reading the like, <laughs> like the actors were just saying random words. Like, not there's even. no way. The actors were doing. That's so funny. I didn't watch the whole video, but I stopped at the person being like, the person said something like, and frankly, it's not even worth like, and I don't, and, and so I don't know if they, if they go into it more detail as to being like, it is kind of blah, 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 or like the pronunciation is just off, but they were like, whatever it is. It's they not- probably Google translated it. Like, I bet it doesn't make sense, but it's worse. It's like when I used to be in choir and uh, I am a triple threat, thank you. And I would like not, <laughs> I wouldn't know the harmony. I wouldn't know the whole thing, but I would just be like, ooh, ah, ooh. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but as long as you move your mouth, it looks like you're saying words. Right. It's funny that, like, you can have the internet, which can check people constantly, but also, I don't know who to trust on the internet either. So it's like, was that TikToker correct? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, that person could just be ranting. And there like, were a few, there were a few, like, they referenced other, like, people's tweets about it as well. Like, people were also like, oof. Like, I think, like, Shang-Chi, Simu, Simu was like, Simu was like, they need to, they need a new, <laughs> they, they need a new <laughs> person to, whoever taught them their Mandarin was wrong. <laughs> like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Marvel going at Marvel. Yeah, 100%, because... I've been in situations, like me and my sister did a commercial in China where, I mean, I don't, like they, like the whole casting happened here where nobody checked our Chinese. Like we do speak Chinese, but like, we're probably not the best people. Like it worked out because they're like, who could actually sort of speak Chinese and then also act. But that's just to give you an idea of how, like, (laughs) they don't know how to find people who speak Chinese. And there's so many people who speak Chinese and it really is wild. I literally... Yeah, yeah. roughly 1.4 billion of them. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I will spill a little tea because I feel like lately there've been a lot of like, you know, these sort of kids animated and things like that where they want Chinese speakers. So I get sent a lot of them and I won't name any of them, but they literally will send me an English script and be like, but do it in Mandarin. So like, I have to write so it. So they don't even translate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is ridiculous. <laughs> wow. That's, it's no. like literally forcing you to do work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's it's truly it's like oh pay me first and then yeah maybe yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean come on exactly pay me first they're probably mm-hmm. learning how to say it depending on like how many people say it in the same accent you're just making me think about all these commercial auditions that are making us do all these crazy things and I'm like I'm tired of it I'm tired of having to film a short film every time I audition for something I'm tired of like the multiple angles and like 
the different t- and like now they're just like because they they they're not there they're like hey just do uh here's five scripts and do two takes for each one and then also there's two <sighs> different yeah. roles so maybe do two takes for each role <laughs> you're like come on like i can't be everywhere everything all at once they're like, can you give us an idea of how you would light this scene if you were the DP? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what, you want me to be everything everywhere all at once, you know? We, you, you do realize <laughs> we, we heard you yeah. say it before, right? And we kind of like, we all kind of ignored so it. So what's happening right now, Teresa, is Bray is trying to transition into the official start of the p- podcast. Well, oh, by, by okay. saying... I did, yes, I did catch the, the this in your Kimmy episode, and it was quite entertaining to 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 skip over his attempts so. yeah i wasn't <laughs> to skip over. attempting <laughs> anything i just was i was more just doing a rant about the you know uh, casting industry that's trying to make actors you know everything everywhere don't do it all no. at once all could right. you say that in chinese no, <laughs> 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 all right let's start the show Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. We picked you because you're literally the worst version of yourself. You're living your worst life. <laughs> <laughs> That line was crazy. I loved that. I thought that was so cool. Because he said it so <laughs> heartfelt and yeah, seriously. I mean, honestly, that's real. That's so real. I was inspired, though, because it, it really... I've been on this singularity shit. I mean, this is... I mean, I have too many thoughts. James and I have talked about singularity a lot, and I did never thought the movie that would hit all the serotonin levels of singularity was going to be also starring Michelle Yeoh. So this is well, cool. Let me tell you, I had no idea going into this movie what it was about. I hadn't seen a single trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. All I knew was people really liked it. But for those of you who are listening for the first time, this voice that sounds like choppy the guide who could take you safely through multiple universes <laughs> this voice sound like a snitch <laughs> and make sure that you don't die <laughs> that voice is Jonathan Freylock yeah that voice that you definitely don't want to get God and you know where is Jonathan Freylock <laughs> What is what is being a snitch have anything to do with? I don't know. I don't know, Bray. But you ain't gotten nobody nowhere. Okay. This voice that has all the excitement and love. Is that a drop milligan? Love? You started with hate. Hands down, my favorite part of the entire podcast now. <laughs> don't know is why I remember Jira that. Sha- quietly shading Bray throughout his introduction. Wow. Jira just pulled my favorite Will part. Smith. Calling me Whoa. a snitch and then being like, I'm an agent Whoa. for the What? <laughs> All right. Well, this voice is James the Third. I'm just going to get that. Just going to throw that in there really quickly. This voice. All right. Well, we also have a really special guest. Special guest? With us in the studio today. God, wow. An incredible comedian and actress. Please welcome Teresa Lee. Hello. What's up? This is the voice of... Your mother. I don't know. <laughs> I hear my mom's voice. I mean, this movie is all about moms and Asian moms, and it really was triggering. 
So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the whole day I've just been hearing my mom's voice in my head. We had Turning Red, which was also about... This might be the second movie. Yeah, Turning Red. Yeah. Asian moms, and yeah. now we got everything everywhere all at once. And that was like two weeks ago. I have a humble brag that is not really a brag, but is is like a thing. It relates, to, it folds into the theme of the movie of everything mattering not in linear, but Harry Shum Jr. is in this movie. And during the pandemic, like it was one of those things where he was just trying to meet with, you know, supporting Asian actors. So we did like a general and I had, I was prepping a short that I didn't end up shooting, but about my mom and it was like a mom and a daughter in Taiwan and very similar thematics of the mom daughter relationship. Because, you know, I mean, at some point you're going to be like, everybody has this in Asian culture, but I got to say, I think he read mine and then read this. So in this timeline that we're in, I planted a seed of a theme <laughs> and then maybe I helped him say yes. And you don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I definitely, you know, I planted a seed there. No one can prove otherwise. Yeah. No one can prove that is not the case. So, <laughs> no one can prove that is not the case. We are a film review podcast and we review the films of leading actors of color. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. We are reviewing everything, everywhere, all at once today. It came out wide release this past weekend. Of course, you're listening to this in the future. But so far, it's $8 million at the box office. But it has a strong word of mouth. So I'm sure it's going to keep trucking along here. Yeah. Uh, it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 94% Hell yeah. audience score. So those are very, very close. And obviously, it, it stars Michelle Yao, Stephanie Sue, who she's amazing. I got to work with her in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And Tally Medell, who is a part of Cocoon Central Dance Team, which you may know because Sunita was a former guest of the podcast. Right. Yes. Yep. Oh, yes. I recognized her. That's funny. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this as well as, how do you say his name? K. I listened to an interview. They said Key. Wait, I just had the interview up. Crap. It was Key, I thought. Oh, the guy who played Wayman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What else was he in? So he was in The Goonies. Well, he was a kid actor. Yes. Short round in, in Temple of Doom and Data in The Goonies. Oh, no way. That's him? Yeah. Oh, my God. And he used to go by Jonathan. Like, that was his uh, American name was Jonathan. Oh, really? It's funny because I, I met him once because my old agent, James, is Jackie has been talking about him for years to me. Like, he has been trying to get back into the acting world, but, like, you know, people keep trying to get him to do these kind of, like, racist movies or whatever. And so much so that if you go... You mean movies? Mo yeah, pretty much. But if you go on <laughs> Vanity Fair, he did an interview with the Daniels and Michelle, like, breaking down one of the scenes. And Michelle says this is Key's first movie in 20 years. And I think they had offered it to somebody first before him, but... I'm excited to see what he does because, like, he got to do so much fun stuff in here. Like, his body language changed throughout it. It was great. I was like, his voice, all that. Mm -hmm. He was great. I was going to, I mean, I said this before the pod, but I was, it, unless it's uncanny resemblance, but they definitely, I feel like, took his aesthetic from, like, paying homage to Jackie Chan Hong Kong movies with the hair and the high waist and the fanny pack, like, because that's sort of, like, Jackie Chan's, like, especially in his, like, non-Hollywood yes. movies, like, all the Hong Kong ones. That scene in the... IRS was definitely Jackie Chan. And he had a fanny pack in the Goonies, didn't he? Oh, did he? I think he also had a fanny mm -hmm, when he was data in the Goonies. Because he had like all the like, oh, yeah, like, you know, he had like little gadgets and things. And This is like a burning question because it, it's like built as sci-fi, which I mean, I understand why they built that way. And it would appeal to sci-fi fans. I watched it with my boyfriend. He was like, it's interesting that they called it sci-fi. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. Because it's, it's kind of its own. I mean, I've 
it's like indie film or whatever. Well, like when I looked it up, it said this is a sci-fi, which it is in the fact that it's science fiction, but... Yeah, would you consider it not sci-fi? Yeah. I would consider it like a usha, more like a blend of usha and like indie film. Like, But it because it plays... I think the story is sci-fi, but it follows a lot of elements of like more classic like Hong Kong Kung Fu films. and But that's why I'm like, I don't know because it almost blends so much that creates its own genre, which I like. Like it takes like, you know, action movies, but it's not sci-fi in the sense of like, I think on the Western world, like Blade Runner and stuff. If that makes sense? Well, the I feel like the Matrix kind of changed the game on that though because the, the Matrix used the, the same kind of fi- fighting style and is definitely sci-fi. I, I feel like this movie is... Hmm. Yeah, I feel like this movie is very clearly sci-fi. Would you call... Fa- well, so, so Star Wars is not sci-fi. It's fantasy, right? You wouldn't call like a classic Kung Fu movie where they use chi and the elements sci-fi. Oh. So that's why I think it's interesting because it's sort of this weird hybrid because they do use elements and it's rooted in like the sort of old school version of like, you know, you can do anything with just a pinky if you actually channel your chi. But they do add the like sort of Hollywood funness to it. So maybe that's maybe it's just me because I'm used to seeing also like straight up just like this is real world. People can uh, walk fly yeah. in a lot of old Chinese movies. <laughs> see, see, I would normally think that I think the dimensional aspects was what makes it sci-fi for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the tech. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I haven't okay. seen enough I haven't seen enough martial arts films in general to like to to be able to differentiate outs, outside of the fact that like I think it's the whole second act of this is like skipping time like it's it's like jump it's like jumping dimensions to a degree that like if you didn't call this sci-fi I'd be I I would be confused watching it you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah I I think they were taking the elements of the of that stuff of those kind of martial arts and the chi all that stuff like. But that was being implemented into the world of sci-fi because there are other things that are fantastical in this film that are more just like, well, that's just this happenstance that happened because there's multiple universes and anything is possible, essentially, you know. This is my theory that I don't know if anyone is probably not popular, but to me, it doesn't feel sci-fi, even though you're right all on paper it is. It doesn't feel sci-fi because it doesn't feel like it's a future world that like could exist. It feels like we are seeing... Honestly, it felt so true. I know that's weird to say, but it felt like like how somebody could make a future... You're like, this is plausible. Yeah, like someone made a movie about 2022 in 1989 and it was exactly 2022. It almost would feel like they were just prep, like prescient. I watched this and I almost feel like, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, how, that, this is what it is. And now we know. Like, it feels like we are watching a movie that we just didn't know it was like this, but now we do. Does that make sense? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes. They had one of the clearest paths into like what causes the multiverse and how the multiverse even works. That like it did seem really plausible. Like it was just like every de- every. I love that they were just like every decision you make creates a branch. Like <laughs> just like. And it wasn't about the science. Maybe that's why, because they didn't ever try to figure it out. It was just like, yeah, this exists now. Now get to know your daughter. You know, it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> They explained it. I feel like there were a few, there were several scenes explaining what was happening multiple times throughout the movie. <laughs> you know what? I think my brain was overloaded. <laughs> and I love that they were like, that they, they did that thing. I've been talking about this a lot with the, with particularly these movies lately where they're like, it's like that movie, but the movie that they reference <laughs> is totally different. Yes, yeah, like the Mandela effect. I feel like they were trying to make a joke about it, but I like that they didn't call it that because I hate 
that term, but you know, when they're like, Oh, I remember the Berenstain bears or whatever. Uh, <laughs> right? the rat- it's so interesting. I've been watching Peacemaker and they also did that Berenstain bears. Yeah. yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day and up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. And look, guys, I know you're like me. Sometimes unexpected instances come up where you need a little extra cash. I know for me, we I got two dogs. Every now and then, one of these dogs eats something that they're not supposed to eat. <laughs> they be pooping, uh, you know, doing yeah, something. And I'm I like, we got to take this dog to the vet. And the vet's like, you got to give me my money. And I'm like, goodness gracious. Well, that's why you got something like earning because you can make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Jump Under Podcast, subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Hi, this is Will Arnett. I, we are inviting you to follow us as we go on tour and we take our podcast Smartless on the road. Join us and watch any boundaries we previously had disappear. Like you've never seen us before, you'll see us on the road ordering lunch, roasting each other, and on stage as we surprise each other with a mystery celebrity guest in each city. Boy, that sounds amazing. Welcome to to Smartless! Don't miss our new series, Smartless on the Road, streaming May 23rd, only on Max. Subscription required. So, you open Google Chrome on your phone, you're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with. When you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. Before we keep going, we got to do initial thoughts. <laughs> okay, sorry. Also, for those pe- people who don't listen, to this podcast we do think you should really see this film before you listen to it because we are going to spoil it and it's definitely worth seeing you should definitely see it all right but yes Teresa, please initial thoughts when you what was your initial thoughts when you first watched this movie instead of saying initial thoughts because they won't be succinct i will read a brief iphone notes i wrote of just thoughts after that sounds like initial thoughts to me it's april 10th 2022 <laughs> yeah but i didn't think i was gonna read it but then i looked at it and i feel like you guys will enjoy this 9 51 p.m okay i watched this last night i wrote everything cross died on cross negative positive beginnings and endings go where the end meets the beginning find the cycles saturn and venus wayman and evelyn adam and eve create yourself fight yourself hot dog hands um truly amazing wow. okay. <laughs> honestly I feel like I understand it. That's the crazy part. 
Oh, wait, there's one more. Okay. Oh, wait, this okay. one, this is the part that I think will make more sense. Reason versus question mark. The code is the balance. Blend the colors, find the line, be the switch. What's your formula? Okay. Wow, it. that sounds beautiful. And the colors yes. black. <laughs> be the switch. Soak it in, okay? Be the switch, honestly. What's your pet? What's your, yeah, exactly. Oh. Can I explain be the switch? I think James has heard it before. I, okay, yeah. I also want you to explain Venus and Saturn and why those are, are those diametrically opposed in astrology or? No, but I would explain it as, I will say I took an edible right after I watched the movie, not while I, I wasn't high watching it, but there may have been crossover with this note and me taking the edible. <laughs> but be this, which I, I will say I've explained sober to James. So hopefully it's not super wacky, but it's kind of what they said about like, you find the most least probable moment. And then because it feels similar to something in another timeline, you can switch. So I think of it like if you're in a room and you're like, I feel like I end up being this a lot because I just feel like I end up in rooms where I'm like, I don't fit into any category, but then in some level, I fit in with everyone on some level. Like I'll be like, oh, like, yeah, I grew up by, oh yeah, I'm a twin. Oh yeah, I'm an actress. Oh, I did improv. Oh, you know, like I used to suck my thumb, whatever. Like just random, really specific things. So that's what I mean by being in switch. It's like you find that thing that connects you and the rest of the room, but you can flip between being other and inside. And the Venus-Saturn thing is like when orbits, Saturn obviously takes longer to orbit, Venus takes shorter to orbit, but they both orbit around the sun. So there's this layer of like, when we talk about Michelle's or Evelyn's character being the worst version of herself, it's not really that she's, she's actually on the destiny to be the best version. And that involves finishing the cycle of being the worst. So I think of it as like, instead of, cycles being linear time is like there's a bigger cycle and there's a little cycle and as you complete the more complex ones it moves on to like you almost come back around where you see how your childhood folded into where you are now does that make sense i mean i'm, I'm rocking with it i think i'm taking it all in <laughs> i think so okay it does i didn't i i was okay. wondering i was wondering if there was a specific reason why venus and saturn and not like for instance mercury and uranus but but everything else you said makes sense. There may have been. I don't remember. Honestly, I'll say that one. I don't quite remember why I wrote that specific thing. But I know I think about the planet's orbit and time a lot. Well, th- I get. I guess. Th- yeah, those were great initial thoughts. Who wants to go next? Yeah, I mean, I can go next. I j- just, I loved it. I had a great time. I, I thought the the writing was really strong. I thought the directing was 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 great i the the acting was i loved everyone <laughs> everyone was so was so good i thought everyone did, did gave great performances and me not remembering that the actor that played wayman was data in the goonies right is like now i'm like seeing all of the similarities between how he acted as a kid and like how he acts now like like it's like it's very much like there's that animated kind of performance is is still very present in him in a in a a lovely way and yeah i mean i don't know what to what to say besides like because i know we will get into it and i and i i want to talk about it as we get into it but like it really is just it's such a fun story you know that i i love the 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 way that the the science of the multiverse is presented and the journey was just like such a fun journey to go on and like and there's so many like fun specifics throughout 
that feel very unique to this movie, like the like unique to the writers and unique to the to the the family that we're that we're watching. So I I, I just can't wait to talk about the the specific stuff. I had I really had a great time. Yeah, I thought yeah, this movie was so fun. It was great. It was like I didn't I didn't ha- I had no expectations of <laughs> what it was going to be. And at first, I was I just thought it was going to be like a really good drama you know about <laughs> a mom and her and her daughter and then like when the first time like you see in the security footage you know women jumping around <laughs> like in the laundromat i was like wait i was like what is go- what's going on i was like what's happening i also did have some people in i they must i don't know if they had taken edibles but they were laughing at, at times where i was like I don't know what you're laughing at. And then at times where it made sense to laugh. So that threw me off a little bit. But after I got over it, then, <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it. And the end, there was definitely a part that like was choking me up. Yeah. Like I'm excited to talk about it because it's there a lot of philosophical thoughts in this. And it was so inventive. And it was also like, like borrowing in a fun way from other different films and 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 things like that which was which was great if i had to give one small criticism i i thought that the end could have been a little tighter it kind of felt like return of the king to me where it was like several different endings at the same time and i was like this is great you didn't have to you could have chose two of these and not had four but but that's whatever ever yeah i would say cut 15 minutes the movie is two hours and 19 Mm. minutes long i would say hover hover around two hours it is very long. It didn't need the last 20 minutes. Yeah, like, and it was, you particularly felt it at the end, I felt like, because you kind of like had a really strong, to me, emotional moment. And then they had another strong emotional moment. And then they tried to do it again. And I was like, okay, guys, like, <laughs> let's, 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 yeah. we don't need three yeah. in a row. Everything, everywhere, um, all at once, but, bro. Um, <laughs> Everything, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I also just think that movies in general, and I've been saying this for a long time, and SNL finally just did a sketch about this. The fact, like the short movies kind of thing, like I, like they're like did a I don't know a rap about like wish wishing movies were shorter like they used to be, but it's true. And I was just like, okay, so I'm not the only one feeling it. Like every movie is too long now. Like literally, almost every single movie that's made is like 15 minutes too long. You know, it could I could be saying like, oh, it's because I'm older, but I bet if people did. If they actually took the collective, like all the major releases and added them up, you know, whatever. I feel like the average running time of movies are longer now than they used to be. And I have some theories on that, but that's another another day. We're here to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once, which is a fantastic film. And it has to be getting nominated for Oscars. I know Oscars just happened, but I'm just saying, like, it's rare that you watch a film and you're like, well, I mean, come on. They got a nominated several (laughs) for several awards for this film. I don't care what else is coming out this year. It's definitely going to be one of the top <laughs> 10 movies. <laughs> They're probably re-releasing in theaters in like the fall. I look, I'm not going to lie, man. I saw this movie the week before it became like wide release. And I, I saw it in a packed theater full of white people. So I was already tense. Uh, I was super tense. And like Braylock was saying, like the movie, and it should be, was being joyed so much. Joyed? <laughs> at certain parts. And they were laughing so much. I was like, is this funny? Uh, you know what it was? Wait, I want to hear a specific part because I, I yeah, because I'm picturing it. And I definitely, when you said cried, I was like, I was full on falling through a lot of it. But and now I, I'm really curious what part the white I, people were laughing I, at. Like literally almost any, this is my thing about it. I, I'm going to be straight up. It's like, 
And this movie was a great, like, I hated this movie for the first hour. Like, I was uh, completely against it. I was like, I don't like this. I was like, it's pretentious as shit. What the fuck is happening? I don't like it. Once it got to, like, right before the third act, I was crying the rest of the movie. And then I was like, this is, I get, because you know what it was? It was, I think it was so much for me. I didn't know anything about it. But I do think I'm having, like, a personal aversion to very artsy, philosophical things where I'm like, everything doesn't have to, this is an A24 movie, but I'm like, everything doesn't have to be an A24 movie. And so I was watching it and I was like, this is another <laughs> fucking lamb turned into a person fucking movie. I'm talking to a pig. Yeah, we should have we <laughs> warned you that Gerard hate, like he he now just doesn't like A24. <laughs> no, it's not that. Did y'all see the trailer for the Shell movie? The, 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 the Shell <laughs> Oh, I saw the show. Well, I mean, I, yeah, that, I, I'm very much about that. So, before, before when A24 first came out, I was like, I was a big proponent to everything they were doing. But now it just feels right. like when I saw that movie with the lamb thing. Well, they have a formula. I was like, what? They made the lamb one, right? That was terrible. That's terrible. I didn't even see it. I heard it was terrible. So, this movie, like, for real, for real, like, I thought once it got to the end, I was like, oh, I get what's happening. And I literally said because i got there early and there was like some random woman sitting next to me i think i said out loud i get it it's beautiful and it but it took it took like a moment for me to like all of it to like make sense it was like the daughter and the mom i was like i get this now and it just and it literally clicked but for the first hour yo i was not i was like i was not here it was one of the great the movie so to me is so good now i have been I found it now, but I was like, I need to see this script. I need to know what, how did they pitch this movie? I'm curious too, because like, like so much of it is so the, the way they do the fight choreography is so good because I feel like they didn't make Kung Fu the punchline, which does happen a lot in American Hollywood movies, even when you get big Kung Fu stars, but they really did the, like, I feel like they really like did their research at least like, cause it's, it's not full on Hong Kong, like Kung Fu, like, but, but just the long tracking shots and the the idea of putting the jokes into the moves and not the jokes into the fact that they're doing moves, you know, like with the, what's it called when uh, Michelle, where Evelyn's whole ascent into the stairs and she's like fighting with love and she, she does Kung Fu, but then it's a hug. Like that to me is like, that's really funny. Cause I did something with the Kung Fu genre, but that's not, you don't get to see that a lot in Hollywood. Like when they do Kung Fu, cause they're just like, look at it people are screaming and fighting or whatever that's not an accent that's like me pretending to be <laughs> like a executive okay it came out weird it was, it was like a goofy goofy accent not a chinese accent oh god i'm gonna get canceled okay Data had a utility belt. That's what Melissa just shared the yes it oh. had a puncher on the end right like it had a yeah like a uh boxing glove yo that shit was fire <laughs> Well, I was just going to say quickly, Gerard, one of the things that I remember that they la- one of the first times I thought it was it was when he was jumping around like you saw it on the security cam. And again, maybe they just knew what the movie was already going into it. But like to me, when you first saw that, it wasn't funny. It was like, what's going on? Like, but they were laughing like it was hysterical. And I was just like, what? Like it was and it was also a bunch of white people that I made. It made me feel weird. It was like and they kept laughing at him. Why are they? Why are you laughing at it? I was just like, I was like, we have no, we have zero context for what's happening right now, and they were like, ah! <laughs> and I was like, what's good? Almost anything he said at one point 
like when he was like, because you know the thing I the thing I'm very thankful that this movie did is that they showed him as multiple types of a man, and I think very early on he is what a lot of Hollywood has as an Asian man. He was kind of like submissive. His voice was very soft and squeaky, and they were laugh. People were laughing so much I couldn't tell was he saying jokes or was because. Because I think uh, for me, it's like it, I couldn't tell whether or not they were they were laughing at a stereotype or laughing because he was just doing a good job saying his lines. And it's it's tough because he is funny and he's being funny. But like, I, and again, maybe this is because they c- kind of knew going in that it was somewhat of it was like also a comedy. But like. For me, not knowing what it was, I was like, these are. There are amusing things happening, but like not to the point that <laughs> I was like, not to the point that you're laughing. Like it's like more like smile, chuckle, but like also this feels like the dynamics of everything that was being set up in the beginning were real. Like they were pretty serious. Like it seemed like this was a a marriage that was like on thin ice. You know, this mom is clearly overworked, but also like because of that overbearing and like the her her relationship with her daughter is obviously super strained and like and so it was just like i don't know it was it was it was was weird can i add something to that because this is super interesting because i i hadn't thought about it like that but like i definitely feel like doing stand-up sometimes there are things where i'm like i'll tell a story that's like uh, funny to me because it's a funny situation and then like that will happen right like i, I have the story about like seeing a fortune teller in taiwan or whatever which is funny because going to fortune tellers in general there's a lot of fun there but i think like people will laugh kind of more in a way where you're like oh they're envisioning like something exotic versus like oh i'm just an imbecile who goes to fortune tellers or whatever you know no offense i do go to them so it's fine <laughs> if you like them <laughs> that's really interesting because i feel like on some level that i'm also conditioned to laugh at things that I find like traumatic, but funny because there's an element of them know, like me knowing where it came from too. Cause I'm trying to think in the beginning when I watched it, I did find it to be a funny movie, but not laugh out loud when he was moving around. I was more like, Oh, ooh. but it, it wasn't like scary either. And I wonder like, that is so interesting because like when he is being submissive, I saw that as like the nuance of it wasn't him being caricature submissive. Like I'd literally seen my mom, like, say things like that to my dad and in a way where like it made me feel like oh but also like haha this is cathartic to see it represented and kind of like them being comedic about it like I felt safe watching it I wasn't like oh I'm gonna have to watch trauma porn or whatever so it's interesting because I agree with you like I I think there's a nuance to the laughter but that being said I will say like I did find a lot of this very funny and I felt funny in an insider way sometimes if that makes sense like when she said like girlfriend or she's like she's her friend like i laughed even though that's sad but i'm like as a queer woman i'm like yeah yeah okay like we i know (laughs) priceline presents go to your happy price what's up it's kaylee cuoco When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. 
Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons toward your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Because shopping at Kroger, whether in-store or online, is easy. And saving money is even easier with the Kroger app. So get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. I will say this. Okay, I will say this. This movie has gotten one of the biggest laughs out of me, I think, in the last few years. When they're doing that fight at the end, and when they have to... What is it? What do they call it when they're trying to jump? <laughs> just go No, no, I'm just saying. I just, have, I just want to say one thing before we get into the top, because oh. I'm... Okay, again, yeah. Uh, they, they, the it's like they need right. a launching pad, or the they need a pad. new, like... what? I can't remember what the terminology was, but it's something like... When the when the dudes... When, when we realize the guys she's fighting, it has to be up their butt, and, like, the one dude jumps... <laughs> over jumps over the cubicle in slow motion my theater went nuts and i was nuts right with them i was like because i was like oh this is a, this don't do this it's gonna be a little hang like this isn't the best joke but when that motherfucker <laughs> slow when he jumps with no pants on and hilarious like, payoff for what i thought was just a visual joke of what her trophies looked like <laughs> like like it was so funny that they were just like Nope, they gotta put it up their butt. But this, but this in particular, this element of the movie was my favorite part. That like that, and and it was it, it felt like the the most fun use of of that like thing of like listen, the multiverse exists, and it's and it's it's whatever path you take is what is is what causes a branch, and like what helps you to leap is doing an insane thing. Like you have to, there's, <laughs> you have to now do an insane thing in order to be close to that next thing. And it's just, it, it makes so much sense for as much as it's like, what is that science? It does. It is that anything, but it just, it's such an easy, like, yep. In order for you to get there, you have to now do something crazy. It would have been normal if you would have taken this other path, but now it's crazy. <laughs> you know, I loved that. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> It makes like a really fun joke engine too, because I like at first I was like, oh, I'm going to go get sick of this device. But and you never do because they do heighten it. Like when they, you know, bring back rac the raccoon and then the hot dog hands with the feet, like it pays off in a plot way. And it's like so good. But also it, I mean, I don't know, like I, I'm sure they had to like go back and add some of those in. They probably started as jokes. I can't imagine hot dog hands was in the original pitch. It does like make it really satisfying to like, you start to trust them to just like, I'm just going to laugh instead of groaning or rolling my eyes. Cause it'll just like pay off in a way that's going to be fun. Right. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it starts again. It like, it's, it starts pretty grounded in the sense that you, you have the, the there's bills that are collecting up there. The, the kind of main plot devices that their taxes are due, but they're getting audited. They have to like figure out 
figure that out. And they're hosting some sort of like, they're hosting like a New Year's, a Chinese New Year's event at the laundromat and like inviting random people like Jenny Sloot. That part was a little weird to me. I thought there was something else to it. Yeah, it was, it was strange. It, I, it, that part I was confused about. We never really got an explanation of why she was doing that. Um, <sighs> or like why she was inviting like random strangers. Like, uh, was it, yeah, what was that for? <laughs> and like excited by them too. I was like, what's happening? Stephanie's character, Joy, she she was just trying to introduce, you know, her girlfriend, Becky, and wanted and wanted to kind of be accepted by the grandfather as well. And that wasn't, you know, I like Teresa said that that wasn't happening. She, she kind of was like, no, 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 he doesn't, he won't, he won't get it. But then all of this is kind of interrupted by Wayman. I, this is, I think the first, is the first time it happens when they're going to the IRS? The first time it happens when she talks to him, it's when they're in the elevator, in the elevator going up to the, to the IRS. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was like, so that was the first time we, and we get, we get the, what does he have? Like a Bluetooth kind of like, headphones yeah yes like two bluetooth headphones and they like light up and i I don't know this is incredible he's just like very quickly explains this whole thing to to, it sounds absurd like i won't remember this you know make sure we block the we have to block the camera with the with this with this umbrella these are the steps you can you you go to the left you go to the you go to the janitor's closet and your world's going to change or you go to your regular appointment and then he like writes on the back of some papers that that I think at this point we've seen are the divorce papers, but I'm not making this connection at this moment. But he like writes the steps, the weird steps that she has to take in order to be in order to to step into the pocket dimension, which is absurd. Uh, <laughs> like it's like because it was yeah because I was so curious about how this was going to go down. I will say this: Michelle, she has been an actress that clearly we've seen for some time, but like. She normally is, at least for the movies I've seen her in, doing martial arts and is very like stoic or like just a super badass. So the fact that she did so much comedy in this movie to me, that wasn't even like punching jokes. It was like literally character-based comedy, which I thought was great. Like even watching her when she first gets to the table and seeing her interact with Jamie Lee Curtis, who was fantastic. So this is like, when she came on, I knew something was up because I was like, what tone is this movie right now? I was like, because she's in a whole nother movie. Like, what is happening? Well, that was completely comedic. Yeah. Then it was like, okay, yeah, this is a comedy, obviously, right now. Yeah, because that's when it hit me. I was like, all right, this is crazy. But when Michelle puts the shoes on the other foot, I was like, yo, all right, we're getting there. Is that what she got? Wait, no, there's a lot happens before this, doesn't it? Like, don't we see the daughter and stuff like that? Like, don't we have the interaction with the daughter first? No, I mean, well, well, yeah, I mean, we get a little bit. We do have the interaction with the daughter, but he, but Bray kind of ex- ex- explained that already, like quickly. But like, yeah, like they, like this is when it. Th- she goes, she she switched the shoes. I loved this scene because she's in both places. She's in both places. Like, what even was that? like? She's both in the she's both in the closet and still carrying on this other scene. I thought that was so cool. It was such a fun like. Like, I haven't quite seen it played that way, you know? <laughs> in the closet, you just, like, blew my mind because I was like, oh, I feel like they were definitely doing, like, like maybe her mom is... And I don't know if I'm just projecting because, like, my mom is always, like, saying, No, like, no, but I think you're right. Yeah, and then she... and But she's, like, very much, like, I feel like her character is bi. Like, she is not... We're not being, like, she's closeted gay because she does 
she's like almost like she loves Wayman. She found her person, but it's not really gender based. And then we have this multiverse where she's with Jamie Lee Curtis's character. But I just made that connection when she's in the closet, literally. And the next, the next, I can't remember if it's called a, a launching pad or whatever it is, but whatever her, the next like key was for her to say, I love Deirdre. Like that <gasps> was the that. next one. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And they don't let that up. That stay, you know, it, it stays throughout and it becomes, it, they even, it, it even is fully fleshed out at the end with, with actually seeing that, that multiverse where she's, where they have the hot dog fingers. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I did like, that was another thing I liked that they didn't do the trope of like, this is like inside outside kind of joke, but like, of like, oh, Asian moms don't say I love you. Cause it's not true like that. Like, it's a funny joke to be like, well, they don't show the love the way like white moms do probably like, you know, and you know, sometimes we get hit, but you know, it's a different way, but like they didn't do that. Like she clearly loved her. It's just, she didn't know how to connect to her. And so I like that. It was never like, like the fact that we just kind of, we didn't even think about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, it it makes sense. That's, I think on so many levels, it connects to like a human level. Cause she's like, Oh, I have to say, I love you to this tax audit lady, but they didn't go for like a joke of like, Oh, you got to tell your daughter you love, you know, cause she, it was clear she did. It was just, she didn't know how to connect. Cause it was like at the very, before this scene, when her daughter leaves. And it's funny because apparently I was reading, they cast Aquafina as that part, but Aquafina had to back out last minute because of one of her mini movies. And I'm like, no offense like Aquafina is great but I'm like it was something about Stephanie that was just really like it was just it was just great but remember in she in in, Sha- in Shang-Chi she was there was like the the friends the couple yeah and they were in the end scene too they're in the bar together and that's Wong comes you know and anyway I think she went to NYU I saw her in my welcome week like they did a show at NYU called the reality show and she was I still remember because it was so good and they're like I mean you know she was like one of the only Asian people on stage and had a very specific like she's very good and so I still remember like oh my god I watched you in the reality show she was also she's also been in the latest season of Marvelous Miss Maisel and she was, oh. she's great in that. oh great I, I like the part when Michelle is like clearly clearly Stephanie's hurt and is like at the car and it's before this scene when they go to the IRS and you could tell she wants to say something nice, but then instead just says, you've gotten fat. That's what I was going to say. Mm. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, that part was like, I was like, ooh. Yeah, I guess I didn't forget about, I already translated it in my head. Because <laughs> it was, because it was wow. such a moment where it was like, it was a Sorry. big deal and you saw, I, I mean, I don't know. I think the nuance was so real. It was like, you, you saw like Michelle, like kind of go through like very quickly in her head, say something, say something. Stop eating so much. You're getting fat. Yeah, you're getting fat. And then she like doubles down on the fatness. And then like <laughs> they both just stand there before Stephanie gets in the car. I'm like, I thought that scene was good because it like really sets up how they end the movie. She also might have wanted to say that, like, I need your help. I need you to come with I need you to come with me to this to this thing. Because while they were there, they were like, your daughter was supposed to <laughs> wasn't your daughter supposed to be here and they weren't supposed to to do it but that's to what i was translate yeah i do think she was showing caring though because the fact that they set up the scene before when joy tells becky like if she tells you you're fat that means she likes you which means she's processed it and i, and I don't think that was unintentional like i think they do that because i it's interesting because i did actually just like um here i am being like she doesn't she loves her and i totally had already translated that scene in my head because like 
I know that means I love you. So I literally didn't even read that as your pet because I know they portrayed it as I love you. And I know that it's still hurtful, but it's hurtful because she's like, mom, you just don't get it. Like, but she's not like, mom, you hate me and think I'm fat. Because literally like a week ago, my mom was talking to me on FaceTime and she was like, you know, if you wear your eyebrows like that, it means you're not going to have money. And I'm like, okay, like why? She's like, no, but it might not be true. It's just a thing. But I'm like, that is such a like Asian mom thing where you just like, I'm showing you that I care by noticing things that are, I'm going to pick on. And I'm like, I know I've learned how to tune it out. So I'm just like, thanks mom. Cause she also feels like I'm just showing you love the way I was shown. And it's like almost like more triggering for me to be mad, but I also don't like accept that, you know, <laughs> insult. I'm just like, okay, thanks mom. But, uh, yeah, I guess in some way I translated that. Yeah. Which is what's that, which is what joy, the joy character did. She was just like, okay. She wasn't like mad. She was just like, it's, you know. And I love, I was just going to say that I love that at the end, when she's doing her end monologue and finally saying like her truth, it starts with, you are getting fat. Like, it, that just is how she feels. Like, she, like, she's like, I do want to tell you this. <laughs> like, I do want to tell you that I feel like you've gained weight. Like, that just is true. Like, I love that they were like, they left that into her like come to Jesus moment. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> no, man. I mean, this whole sequence was cool because I think like once, you know, once they, you know, they have the whole thing with um, Jimmy Lee Curtis and then like they finally get ready to leave. But then like she's now starting to believe the other way, man. So she just punches Jimmy Lee Curtis and then that helps trigger. What do they call him? Alpha Wayman? Like what is his name? He, uh, when Alpha Wayman comes and he literally goes and Everything about this, Reese, right? Everything about this felt like Jackie Chan from like Rumble in the Bronx to me. Like, yeah, his outfit and the fact that he literally was fighting. And then we had the three people walk up who didn't look like they could fight for the most part. Like, I was like, <laughs> like they kept showing that one dude who eventually comes and does the butt thing at the end. I'm like, all right, so clearly this one guy can fight. <laughs> I thought that scene was played so well. Well, though, that's what di- that's different versions of them. They they couldn't really fight, but that that first. That first fight scene, I was like, whoa, like, this is a real fight scene. Like, it wasn't, I guess, because the rest of the film felt like it was made on a a smaller budget. You know what I mean? It was like, we're doing sci-fi, but, like, in the way that Eternals, you know, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind did sci-fi. Like, you know, it's like lo-fi. But then that fight scene, I was like, whoa, this is all real. (laughs) This is like a real fight scene. It was really good. Oh, 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 even before that, sorry, I, I, I skipped ahead, is I love this scene when we get to see the future and when um, the big bad who are we're waiting to see who it is, is like coming through killing folk. And it was something about that where I was hoping it was going to be the daughter. But I love when we finally get the reasoning why she becomes, oh, why everyone thinks she's like the villain of the universe. You know what I mean? It's like being pushed so far. And I think that's, I think that is relatable. At least I like I, I'm, you know, I feel like that's relatable across races because I feel like a lot of times, especially if you come from an immigrant family or a family that's minority, it's like it is a heavy pressure to like be better to do this to this. But what happens when the kid cracks? Literally cracks. I thought that I I, I was so happy, and they stay in this building for quite some time, right? Like, isn't like they here, and we kind of jump to like the other dimensions when she realizes the divorce papers, but then she. Ch- well, yeah, she gets she gets killed in the other dimension, right? Because they break through the door and he's just like, don't worry, you'll die here, but it's just one of the many versions of you. You'll go back. I like that. It almost had diehard vibes in that building when they end up in the lobby. It was. 
Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California, in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week, we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash Live. And again, it was cool because, you know, when he finally gets into the, when they both get into, I guess, a conference room or something like that, and Alpha Wayman just starts eating uh, a bagel because he doesn't have cream cheese because the world has, like, lost cream, ch- milk, or dairy and all this stuff. Cow, it was like, there are no cows. Like, yeah, like, that's what it was. Cows went there away. No cows, yeah. It's so hard to describe this movie because they're, like, jumping around dimensions so much in this scene. Like, between there, when he go back to Alpha Wayman's trailer thingy, Versus when we see, what's, what's the bad guy's name? Jabu Tubaki. Jabuki or something? Jab, Jabuki Jabaki. But it's so funny that every time she tries to say the name, she can't say it. Jabu Tubu Kupu. Jabu Chewbacca. She like says like, it's, it's too funny that she keeps getting the name wrong. When we first meet her, when we first meet her and she's coming in doing the basically doing the Thanos turning people into like oh, was <laughs> turning great. people into rubber duckies <laughs> and shit like I this whole uh-huh. sequence was fire. I thought it was because so she cool. was having fun. It was like she was having so much fun going in and out of outfits which I just looked at the budget like the budget was 25 mil which is not a lot and like how they shot this was so seamless of like I would love to just see the behind the scenes because she goes in and out so much from costume to costume to costume and it feels so fluid in how they shot it. I'm like, this is... Also, her performance is great. Like, it's just... it's just, It was just so smooth, man. The costumes are so fun. Like, I... It's interesting because, like, I feel like the movie is very singularity in the sense of, like... I mean, obviously, it would hit a lot of things I like because just by the nature of it, but even the costumes, like, I fucking love rhinestones and I, you know, I feel like that's, like, also some version of when you're, like, feel, like, misrepresented or underrepresented, like, her being a queer woman or girl, I guess she's a teenager, there's this element of you're always kind of putting on a costume no matter where you go, so you might as well lean into it and enjoy it, and so she really does have fun with it, where she's like, hey, the truth is just that we're all fucking, like, a singular one consciousness, but since you guys don't see it yet, I'm just gonna have a lot of fun and so in some ways she was like joy like she never really until she talks to her mom at the end is she like sad and i thought that was a cool way of kind of like playing off of her name being like when we see her as joy she's like very upset and then when we see her as like chaos she's like just yeah. having a fucking ball and also her chaos was to me is one of those things that feels like when someone is truly misunderstood like the whole time they're setting her up to be like this universe ender whereas at the end of the day she is literally just searching for the version of her mom who's just like her because like you know there is that kind of feeling of being alone in a universe like she's like and all these multiverses i feel by myself and i can't do anything else so i created a fucking donut you know what i mean we don't know what it does yet but like i created this donut and i've been scouring looking for you you know so one of the one of the things about that is she, you know, just, I mean, we're, we're skipping around, so might as well talk about this now. Like, one of the things she says is that, like, I she created this because 
because she could see everything everywhere all at once she was it was it was meaningless everything was meaningless right which is so which for me one of my favorite books of the bible growing up was ecclesiastes and that's like the it's like a part of that book is like it's written by david you know if you know the bible at all like king david his son solomon who's supposed to be the wisest person in the world because that's what god is like i'll get you any gift that you want and he asks for the gift of wisdom he wants to be the wisest person in the world and so he gets that but then he like knows everything and he and he you know accumulates all this land and all this wealth and has all these concubines and blah blah blah. and he like and then he writes this book called ecclesiastes that's in the bible and he's and there's like part of it that he's just like i've seen everything there's nothing new under the sun like people will come and go people will think that they're doing something new but they're not everything's meaningless it's all meaningless no, nothing matters <laughs> i was just like thinking about that when she was saying it it was just like when you get to a point where you feel like you know everything because so much of humans is is about us like expanding our knowledge expanding like you know we're explorers we're curious you know like that's a whole vibe of star trek it's like we want to explore the ends of the earth we just want to seek out new life and find new civilizations and go where nobody's gone before and like we have that kind of nature about us and even people who aren't don't feel like they're that curious you're still like there's always a striving right to be better for your kids lives to be better for your life to be better for society's life to be better for the world around us to be better you know and if you get to this point where you're just like well i know everything i've seen every single iteration of what it could be and it's boring and it's meaningless and nothing matters because it could be this it could be that but who cares (laughs) they left that in the bible i think that's so interesting (laughs) they left that in and all of that i well but here, but James, to that point, though, I always felt that way growing up. I was like, it's so crazy that this, like, there is a part in it that they're like, you know, like, it, they, they bring God into it of like, you know, you got like, like, the only thing you can do is love God and blah, blah, blah. But like, it is interesting that a book like Ecclesiastes and in the Bible, like, truly, like, you read it and you're like, whoa, this fe- this feels not like a lot of the other <laughs> books around it that feel like very like this is the meaning of life you know and this movie this book is like it's all meaningless <laughs> i feel like that that might the, uh, that's so interesting and i almost feel like the counter not counter but i would say like the part the movie addresses that is when wayman talks about how he fights with love and i know it's so cheesy but that really tied it back for me because like I really feel like um, when you were talking about when you've known everything, my first thought was like, when we build algorithms um, in the past, you know, when you're just doing a curve, it's or parabola, you're only the formula is stagnant, right? Like, you can only find the next point based on what it is. But once you get like derivatives involved, or once you get rate of change of change, which is what they're kind of talking about, like when you add more love to it, you actually to create new things in a way where it is new. And and I think when you're looking at like, oh, I know the formula for the video game of life, you can only play within the rules. You can't change the rules, otherwise you don't know it. But if everyone knew all the rules and decided to con- constantly change and do everything they wanted for fun, you end up having this really fun moment, which the movie I think tries to capture at the end, where like the feet playing the piano or whatever, because it's like, that's so silly, but it's like, that is actually what would happen, I feel like. You would actually have no fear because you're facing the fear. And I, I really like that. Like, I feel like we haven't quite gotten there in society, but that I haven't seen a lot of movies that break it down like that, like outside of the Disney, like broad, like, oh, love is everything. Like they really show you how like love is fighting in some way and it's fighting yourself oh. and not being afraid of it. I, I mean, like, 
that is hands down my favorite part of of the movie. But like it, it's what makes the movie for me that and that's the part that like kind of was like was definitely choking me up because you saw how each iteration of him it didn't matter what the circumstances were every iteration that he was in he was still loving and trying to protect her like even in the even in the present re- world that she was in where he was going to divorce her he was still protecting her you know and trying to love and like and and like still had love for her and like it was just like the idea of like yeah that love is a love in and of itself is a is a weapon which is a thing that I, another thing that i i got from my own my understandings of christianity and like the and like that belief system that i that i hold of like love like that is the great the greatest commandments right or like love your neighbor as yourself and and, and love god and the idea of that being like love is the thing that that conquers all you know and it's and it is it's like a euphemism it's something that people can like hear and say all the time and you're right like other because it's funny the matrix we talked about this a little bit because the new matrix the matrix for what's matrix four called again resurrections oh, yeah. Re- Re- resurrections no, Re- Revolu- resurrections resurrections reboot it <laughs> rebranded yeah resurrections like it was kind of similar in that except it was between two specific people right it was like the love of those people is what is is their power that kind of thing but this movie hit in a different way because it was almost like it was because he was like you don't have to fight in that way you can fight with love which is something that people feel like is cheesy but it does it changes things it just it just does like because the at the end of the day you know there's a cycle of violence that will never stop but the only thing that stops it is somebody choosing not to fight i i don't know anyway that's that's very interesting you bring up the but. matrix like the matrix ending i like i don't know whatever i'm not gonna get into them but just the single part about the ending being like i just felt like they're like oh look at us we're being so progressive and then it was like the most binary thing to be like and then these two people are in love and that's why the world is safe but i like that this didn't do that because this took like the idea of like all these tropes that you like i'm glad you mentioned the bible because i feel like there's so many archetypes in mythology that aren't actually just about black and white binary like love is conquers evil it's about you are everything right this bagel is everything you contain evil and good and it's kind of like what you choose to lean into and i like that they kind of use the almost i don't know if it's like on purpose like the holy trinity like touchstone but it's not just love between the man and the woman it's the child and the child has this element of being you right like she create like it's her daughter and so and the part she rejects about her daughter is her because she created her and i feel like that kind of took it a step further because it's sort of like we do want to see our children as people obviously but it's really hard to separate the part where they're tied to you and because they always will be so instead of separating that you just have to learn to love that about yourself like the part that you're like rejecting you know it's one of those things like i did love the the element of love because at one point i i'm gonna be be real like at one point i didn't like the delivery of it because i don't know for some reason it, it it when the cool version of the husband said it, like when they were sitting behind the the premiere or something like that, I don't know why. For some reason, it came off like <laughs> he was better than her for some reason, and I and then like it instantly. And maybe that's my own reaction when it comes to things like that. I feel like certain people do things to like be or feel better than someone else, and I was like, I don't like where this is going unless we address this. 
And we do eventually in the main universe later on after he, she stabs him. Because it is something about that I really enjoyed earlier when she goes and sees the rich version of herself who knows Kung Fu and all those things. And she comes back and she goes, I saw my life without you. It was great. I was like, and she just like really goes into like how beautiful her world was and all the things she accomplished without the husband. And I get, and I get the juxtaposition of, you know, if she would have let him just leave and go to America, what that would have meant. But when we got to that back door, I mean, alleyway area, and he was talking about like, I don't, so something about it just felt like the, the, the dynamic shift and he now felt a superior being to her. But then later on, as we got to that final act and she's doing that final fight sequences and, you know, she like stabs him and he still stands up. And it is almost like the acceptance of his love, but also her power comes into it as well, because it felt, it felt like him saying that took away her power and her agency, but it came back to me when she literally addresses him and the fact that his power is love, but also she has this ability to do what she needs to do. And also the daughter at one point on the steps talks about what she can accomplish. So it wasn't just like, yeah, maybe because I'm a dude and I'm hypersensitive to it now, but no, no, Gerard, I'll say, I'll say, no, no, that's well, it. Well, I'll, I'll just say that I, I similarly, once, once he started talking, I, I, it sort of took me back to something that happened in, for, with turning red too, where it was like, Oh, and now the man who we haven't heard from is now gonna teach us something. You know, like like that that thing that I feel like happens in a lot of women-led movies that are written by men. <laughs> that that where there's like, and now I had that feeling at first too, and I it's uh, it's almost I think this thing that happens where like it's like we're gonna just save this for later because we're going to focus on this character because they're, they're our lead character. And now we'll hear from that other character at the end. But I also similarly was like, I don't want to hear, like, I don't care what Wayman feels, <laughs> you know, but then I, but, but then. Damn. <laughs> I know. No, but, like, but, but yeah. I, I like, Wayman. no, I love Wayman. Wayman's great, <laughs> but you, but you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, I think like it's because it's like, we have this thing that happens at the end where it's like, it's almost like he's about to teach her something where we start to feel like mm. we don't need we don't need the interjection of this <laughs> we don't need the interjection of this voice. I, I, I don't know, I, man. I, okay. Again, again, I don't think that that's what the movie did. I'm saying I had that feeling at first when it started. That's not what I'm. I'm not saying that the movie <laughs> to me did this. to me it wasn't. He wasn't trying to teach her anything. He was saying exactly how he felt. Like he was talking about his own feelings. She was trying to be like, I'm better than you, and like my life is better without you, and I like the biggest mistake of my life was marrying you. Because I would have been stuck in a freaking laundromat, whatever. And then I thought it was a really beautiful line, him saying, like, you know, I, if if all our lives together were, like, just being in, a, like, taking care of a laundromat in, like, a crowded apartment, like, that would have been enough for me. But the problem with that is that was his dream, though. Like, to me, that that's the issue. Like, the right, issue... but that's what I'm saying. That's his... He's not saying, he, but that, but you're, that's you're projecting. Her, he's not saying he's a better person. Wait, can I can I add my thoughts to this? <laughs> I okay, I have thoughts because I I this is so interesting to me because there's like so many layers to it's like the man, the woman, but also like the the like the dad, the mom. Like I I'm seeing more in it. I think that I'm this is really interesting because I'm like, oh, how would I feel like now that you're saying that? I'm like, oh yeah, that is annoying that that guy does that, but that isn't how I felt it because I felt it as like 
this is, I think, I, I was seeing it as almost like this is the truth. Like she would be doing better because this, the where she came from didn't set her up to be anything more than a wife. And so if she had gone off on her own, she would have been doing better. But what I thought was interesting was even in that life, the thing she wants the most is him. But she just wanted to get it first, all the stuff she wanted. And what he wanted the most was her to love him. And so he didn't get that in that version. So in the version, she gets everything she wants. He doesn't get what he wants because she doesn't love him. Like she just wants to hook up with him. And in the version, he gets everything he wants like he's the alpha she dies but i think that to me it's almost like a yin yang like not to like but bring up like the the corny yin yang but more like the sort of you know the chi yin yang because it's feminine masculine energy and it feels like to truly be in harmony you have to acknowledge that there's separate beings like in the yin energy and the yang energy are separate but there's a little bit of yin and yang and there's a little bit of yang and yin and that made me okay with it because it felt like the fact that she killed him and her power is fighting, I feel like he, that was his truth. Like he wanted her to love him and she loved him by killing him. Like there's no version where he was betrayed. He was like, this is you and you did it and you fully gave me everything and you destroyed me and that's what I want. Like, I don't know. It almost felt like there's no way for them to meet and, and destroy each other because they both exist no matter who, you know, they, they're like the ultimate, you know, Adam, Eve, Yang, whatever. That's how I felt. But I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too See, much. No, I agree with that. I don't feel like we got it until the end, though. Like, to me, it's like, I, throughout the movie, you saw that she was doing a lot. You saw that, like, even before the craziness happens, she even brings up then that she came and followed him and gave up everything. Like, you hear that, but yet we see the sympathy for him. And to me, she physically... What you're saying, Teresa, makes sense to me. But to me, that moment doesn't connect until she is standing there and he's in front of her and like the fucking goons are back there and she has a chance to literally speak her piece as well. Because I've heard him say this throughout the whole movie. Like I know how he feels. Like I, I genuinely know. I heard him say it in the first scene. I heard him say it like at the IRS. I heard him say it in the car, in the van thing. I heard him say it in a suit. But she hadn't had the moment to realize her power, who she was, and to accept him and her life. Like, it was like, she had given up, but she didn't accept it. And so I was like, I'm cool with it. I'm just happy that we really had that moment of her acknowledging her space as well. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. we got and, and also, let me be clear. I loved this part of the, I loved this part of the movie. And I was, tr what I was trying to address was like, why do we, why does this come up for, because it came up for me now, two movies in a row. It came up for Jarrah, right? Like, like, why does this, why do we even immediately have this aversion to these parts of these <laughs> movies? And I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a, it's, it's a weird thing that I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why it's, it's inherent in there. I think it might be some of those things that I was talking about, but like, I, I, I love two things. One, I love that he says, I love that he says, you know, in another life, I would have, I would have wanted to be with you. That's another sort of underscoring of the power of love in this. But then the other thing that I love too is that like he was also successful in the ways that like in these other ways, like he's there, he's at this premiere, he's in that tux, he's, he's blah, blah, blah. We don't know what he's done, but he is successful by these certain standards as well. But he doesn't want that. He wants this other thing. I thought that was, I mean, I don't know. That was, I thought that was really great. <laughs> Or he wants everything he has. I think that you get the picture that he's still very happy in his life, but he's 
he doesn't he's not pining for her like he let it destroy his life like, right and, an- and he's, but it's the fact that he says in another life it like it really it fully underscores it in a really nice way like in another life i would have loved that I, it's do amazing. you think there's a version <laughs> or do you think it's possible that because he is almost like he starts from accepting the truth and that's why he can just do whatever because even if the truth sucks which it does in some of the lives he still is like well i'll do this and then she starts from a place where she accepts the truth, but the truth sucks for her even more. Like the realities are different. Like she doesn't have the same opportunities he does when she marries him. And that's why their daughter, Joy, is like, can't face the but truth. But maybe the maybe that's what the whole party at the laundromat is supposed to symbolize is that she isn't accepting the her life where it's at. Like she wants it to be something that it's not. She wants her daughter to be something that she's not. But I think she's accepting the truth and saying this sucks. I think she's like, this is the truth and it sucks. And it shouldn't, why is it so hard for me to get out of this? I'm, it's not me really. Like, even though in the beginning they were like, you made all these bad choices. She was like, yeah, but like, let's say Wayman was in her position. I don't know that he would, I don't know. Like, I think maybe I'm reading too much. Into I, I don't it. know if he was sacrificed. No, but I think that's the question. I don't know if the roles were reversed and maybe it is like a patriarchy thing. It was like, I don't know if the roles were reversed. He would have sacrificed so much because in the case of, the rich version of them, she went off. He didn't stay. You know what I'm saying? It's different. Like, it's not like he stayed while she went off to be a famous person. He was like, well, fuck it, I'm going to still go because he had his own dream. At no point did he sacrifice a thing. Wait, wasn't it her? Wasn't it him? No, so that's what I'm saying. My, but that's my point is like, if they had a road and it was like, either you come with me or I can stay here and like whatever she needs to do, there was no point of him making a sacrifice and i don't believe he would oh like i'll stay in the i'll stay here oh yeah yeah no i don't think he would have either but i don't think he needed to i think that his like i think that it's showing you the life path like let's say okay like literally breaking it down in electrons right like light and dark like if it's like in the yin yang it's like one is masculine energy yang is like sun and then ying is like night i feel like she captures the night because if you're in the darkness and you want to and you're in love with the light you want both to exist but in order to con- hold your ground and have that relationship, you need to s- stay in the dark. Like, so she's almost like, I will accept light on my edge, but I'm going to hold the dark for people who need the darkness. And he's like, I'm going to spread light everywhere. But if he spread light everywhere and destroyed her, he would not have what he wanted, which is to have darkness. So both of them need, like, she needs to stand her ground and res- like and defend, and he needs to stand his ground and expand. And that's why I think Joy can't, like fathom the truth because when she looks into the truth it's conflicting because she's a little bit of both and she can choose to be nothing or everything and that's why i think at the end she just is like well whatever i'll just be something right because if you can be everything and nothing it's like well just pick one but not even you don't have to disappear or be everything just pick yeah. one thing and then do that and then i you love just eleanor's journey that's her name right yeah the daughter's journey because she literally goes from a person who do you I mean know, joy? Wait, joy? It's joy or no? Joy, joy, joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Also, did we say that Sunita is in this yeah. movie? <laughs> yeah, you did. Hot dog hands. Yeah, you did the hot dog <laughs> hands, which is insane. It's insane. That that whole sequence, <laughs> the mustard, the ketchup. That was gross. <laughs> I want the feature film hot dog hands. I mean, this is like the Carol that should have been. You know, like it's like. Wait, did you guys? Okay, because my boyfriend didn't get that reference. I was like, oh my god, I love the whole like hot dog hands trope of like that they took the like you know romance lesbian romance drama and made it hot dog hands. And then he was like, oh, I, that went over my head. I just thought it was a weird thing. So I'm curious what you guys felt when you saw that. 
I just thought it was hot dog hands. Wait, you're, are you just talking about the scenes with... Oh, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I'm not talking about the yeah. dancers. I'm talking about the hot dog hands, like where she's like crying and playing piano. And I feel like they're just playing off of the trope of like, you know, SNL did a sketch about it with K-Stew and like where she's like the to- Totinos, which might be a better touchstone for the male audiences out there. I just feel like that's like a very common movie. You watch like, the, you know, the lesbian middle-aged woman who finds like her yeah, like like, sexuality with, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I love that they did it with hot dog yeah. <laughs> Like all that, all that was great. I also loved when we finally got to like, so I know we've been skipping around, but the moment I truly loved is when Joy, whatever the bad guy's name is, uh, I keep messing it up now, purposely thinking about that movie. But when she finally gets to Evelyn and we kind of just have this, the story is just the two of them, just in different universes. And I fucking loved when Joy's taken around and they become rocks and they're just chilling at the edge of the universe. It's one of my favorite scenes for sure. It's, it's nice to be yeah, a rock. And it was, it was just like <laughs> the calmness of it. And then, you know, even later on when the mom is trying to get to her and like the rocks are like slowly moving. Yo, when the rock, when, when the, the caption came up, I'm gonna get you and the rock just starts <laughs> shuffling over up. <laughs> I it was something that so was beautiful, too much. Man. I was done. I was done. It was beautiful. Like she had the little googly eyes. Oh Come my on. gosh. Oh my god, that was so funny. Come oh, on, Rock. And we established that she hates the googly eyes. Like at the beginning, I told you take this off of this. Man, I I thought that was gorgeous. I guess I'm gonna just say one more favorite scene because it's we're, we're random. Raccoonie dog. The raccoonie. <laughs> when oh we god, saw it, me. when we physically saw. The raccoon on his head, <laughs> and and the and then the raccoon was like, she, she seemed too, too much. much. <laughs> oh my the raccoon God. makes him pick like, up a uh, like a meat. Cl- a I'm freaking so. <laughs> yeah. But then when he's heartbroken so over that raccoon, I was like, because because you know what? Again, like I think what Braille is getting at is like the love aspect of this movie was so deep, where it was like it was the love of yourself, love of other people, because like he talks like. That cook, Henry, talks about how much he loved the raccoon because the raccoon, when they're on the curb, he's like the raccoon, you know, understood him, helped him. And it was like, it was a big deal. Like that raccoon was, he was like his only friend. You know what I mean? And then we get that wonderful shot of him on her shoulders, which is insanity. I was like, this is insane. Typical comedy of all of it. It's so well choreographed. Like the pinkies, every like the paper cut. I forgot about that. Like I couldn't look, but it was so like well done because it gets you into that. It's like so funny, but it just enough. It's enough cringe as like a saw, you know. But like it makes you feel that. But you don't have to rely on like the you know like whatever just commonly done tropes because it's like they it just feels like everything was fresh. Like they were like, okay, we need to do something that's hard and scary and painful, but like five paper cut. And Oh my God. I'm even like feeling like bad talking about it. Like my hands. I'm How like, dare oh. they make us watch him? <laughs> I literally got a paper cut <laughs> recently. Oh, it must be painful. I, and, it, and it was like three of them. I was like, no, I mean, again, I literally didn't watch. I closed my eyes. I was like, they're not going to show this. And they did. They showed, they were like, and they had the sound effects. I was like, you better stop. They this. show him trying to do. He tries for it's two minutes. It's two, maybe three minutes. And then when he gets to the third one, trying. he's like, ah, oh, 
damn it. Like, and it's painful. Like, he's like, ah, this sucks. But that's good storytelling. Because even you're saying that now, and I'm like, ah, like, stop. <laughs> I love the explanation of the nothingness bagel, where, like, we don't know what is in there. We don't know what will happen. But it was something about, like, it was something about this, this, this girl who the universe thinks is, like, evil and bad, who was pushed by her mom too much and snapped. But at the end of the day, this daughter could have went through that bagel or whatever decades, however long she's been alive and like been everything, everything or was. But she didn't want to do it alone. And at the end of the day, she went scouring the universe to find her mom who could just go through it with her. And it was like, it was something that was like so beautiful just about that thought, even though clearly we didn't know what the bagel was going to do. We didn't know anything about it. But the fact that this this person was kind of given up, but just wanted her mom still by her side at the end of the day. And the hope that she would see something different. Like, like when her mom didn't see anything differently, that was when she was like, oh, that's it. That, I'm done. But like, like I'm, I'm the only one who sees this. Maybe someone else will see something else. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, I'm, I have a theory about it that I'm, I, I thought was like obvious to me only because I feel like I've been in weird high end imagery world but i'm curious if this is like a stretch for y'all or if it's like a maybe hmm, that she's being born at the end because the imagery when she was like being sucked in and she pulls her out it feels like she's coming out of the birth canal and whenever i think about how we like like the idea of going being born it's like you're supposed to be like oh it's joy life like she literally but it's also like the most painful moment of that moment of your life that uh, up to then. Cause right before that you're like in a safe womb, like you can kind of feel, you know, like obviously like we count our lives from when we remember, but in that moment as a baby, you come up crying and you're like, Rah! like everything, you can't breathe, you're hungry and you like fucking hate everything. And you were in the dark and that was comfortable. And then you're in the light and light sucks. But now we don't like the dark and we want the light. And to me, the black hole is taking all light. So on the other end of it, it might actually be light. I don't know. Is that a stretch? Are you <laughs> saying that she was born again? No, maybe. Well, I think it was a metaphor for the, like her wanting to, her mom to understand, like she literally was like, you don't understand what it's like to be born out of you. Like you don't connect to me as being part of you. And so I feel like I've, I'm like an orphan almost like, and then that's why when she does the finger thing, I thought it was going to be a stupid joke, but it, it was, like a vagina, and I thought right? it was starting as a joke because she made like a reference to her mom's like low-key homophobia and then shows her like the hand thing that just looks like a vagina. But yeah, it's so much deeper once we get into the vagina hand. It's yeah, so much deeper. deeper. I don't, I didn't know the appropriate way to say it, but <laughs> so um, much, once we get so deeper, deeper. into, uh, <laughs> that was the, the most appropriate way, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I didn't see it that I didn't see it as her being born at the at the end, but I do certainly feel like yeah, like like there like I think that that's I don't think that's a stretch because there's certainly rebirths happening at the end there, right? Like there's so, like like at, there's at least there's at least two characters that that are while they're even though they are who they were at the beginning of the of the movie, they are like re they're reborn they're they're embracing new things about their life that they had given up on you know see I, yeah i i was thinking about i guess like i don't know why i guess i was thinking a little bit about depression and i was also thinking about the fact that you know because i was like why did they why did they have it so that she was like she gives this whole speech about love and then you know joy's character gives this whole speech about like you just have to like let me go like let me make my own decisions you know let me 
make my own choice. And so she was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to. And like in all the different versions, we see her letting her make her own choice. And she's falling into this. She's falling into a hole. The rock is literally falling down a cliff. You know, Rakakuni is getting is is getting away. You know, freaking the hot dog. Jamie Lee Curtis is leaving. Like it's like all this stuff of like it's not. It actually is not working out. And every and like and like hey, you know, just sometimes it doesn't work out, kind of thing. And then she's like, actually, I got to fight for this, and I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull this back, and I'm and I'm gonna be the rock, and I'm gonna tumble down the cliff with you, and I'm gonna, you know, all this stuff of so. Go ahead. What were you saying, Teresa? Sorry. No, okay. I'm too excited about this. I, but like that part, I was bawling a lot because I, uh, <laughs> for, well, I don't know, whatever. For context, I, my little brother literally like committed suicide. And so I was like thinking about like, oh my God, like the idea of like, I was with you at first, like, what are they going to say? This is stupid. Like, don't be like, let me go because like that's dumb. But then I kind of feel like they redeemed it by the idea of like, it's not just love, it's trust. Cause it's her saying like, I don't know. And that's where the element of God comes in. I feel like, or like, you know, whatever your belief is, but that unknown and just trusting, right? Faith sort of like, I love you. And therefore I trust you. But at first I think she's like, I love you, but I don't trust you. And when she says, let me go, she literally is like, I don't think it's going to work out. But it's like, you just have to trust. And then she trusts and it does work out for both of them, but it doesn't work out right away. And I think that's what I got from it, but it is hard to know because I don't want to go. But she had to make an action. All your suicidal friends die, you know, don't do that. But like, I'm just, it's like hard to, yeah. But I, I was like, to your point, it was like, she was like, I do, I have to trust. And then when she was seeing that, like, no, actually, like, I can't just let you, I'm actually not going to just fully let you go. Like, I'm going to let you make your own choice. But then if you're falling into the abyss, I'm pulling you out. Like, I'm not a lot, like, I'll let you make that choice, but I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. You know, but I don't know. Let her was, go first. I feel like that's important. That's what, no, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like course. she trusted herself, not her. Like, it's so weird because it's like, I feel like I, <laughs> it's like an ego death almost. And this is where I feel like I lose everyone. But like the idea of like, she can't just say, I want you to live because I care about you. She has to be like, I want you to have everything you want. And I don't see what you see, but if this is what you want and trust that actually there's a higher power that will actually bring her back, but she can't do it because she thinks that's going to happen. So I feel like that when she pulls her back, it's because she actually changed when she let her go. And that's what gave her the strength to pull her back. Wait, who like before changed? She Joyce was just changed? Michelle. No, um, Evelyn. I think before Evelyn was thinking like, I need my daughter because this is a reflection of me as a mother if I lose you. And then when she let her go, she was trusting that like letting her be born, like trusting her autonomy to make this choice, even if it's a mistake. But that moment led Evelyn to see the truth, which is why she reached out. Like she didn't reach out until she saw all the, the truth in the flashbacks. But I don't know, like, it's, it's really like, uh, this is why I'm like indie films I like, but they're never do well in Hollywood. It's a little messy. Like, well, and, and I do think part of that end, because I like, there's a part of me that I thought I kind of understood what they were going for. And I was like, it's also not necessary. I get not wanting your film to be super clean. But also, there's a reason that things are super clean in storytelling. And it's because like, you know, it's just it's just more effective in that in that way of like of like doing the like I'm gonna save you no I'll let you go and then I'm pulling you back again but no it was it we still got some nice some nice moment I don't know it was it was interesting I just wanted to talk about it for for a little bit because I thought I don't know I guess it was really it was to me I was think as somebody you know like I uh, who 
isn't, you know, close relationships with people who have those kinds of who get in really dark places, you know, there is it's that that weird for me, it's like that weird element of like, how much do I how much do I give space for that person to, you know, instead of like and listen? And then how much do I go like I'm not I'm I I you're also not in a sane place and I'm not just going to let you do anything or I'm or, or I'm I'm going to do what I can to show you that I'm here you know even if I'm not trying to be super controlling I also want to I also need you to know that I am here and I still care you know so it's a weird balance I don't know yeah it is tough the gong gong part did bother me a bit because but I think maybe it was truthful but they that he she just accepted her. Like he didn't go through any change in the real, when they were like, Oh, like I felt like the mom being like, she's a girlfriend. And then he just immediately was like, cool. Like that was like, Oh, like so she really didn't, I don't know. That part was like, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they were, they were, it was unrealistic, but I do think they were trying to show that like the mom was being very, was being very controlling and wasn't allowing for those things to happen. That's why my thing was that I actually don't think she was accepting the place that she was at in her life. It was like, she was still trying to control it in a certain way. And it was like, just let it be. And then maybe things will work out. And also maybe things won't work yeah. out. That is an interesting, the, the idea okay. of like grandpa, because I feel like that with my grandparents, like there's so much with my parents that I like, I, I've, you know, obviously come to accept they did their best, but when I was younger, a lot of resentment for how they handled things. But with my grandparents, it wasn't like that. And I feel that they feel that way about their parents. And so I think that's a common theme in a lot of like Asian American culture is like the grandparents do learn and that they come back and then they try to redo it with their grandkids. And then that breeds more resentment with the parents. Cause they are like, what the fuck? Like I didn't get this version of my mom. And so that, that was interesting to see, like, instead of trying to just not be like her dad, she should just try to be like herself and let her daughter be herself. Cause it's not about undoing the mistakes. It's about just like learning the lesson earlier. It's about breaking those generational curses, man. I mean, you know, uh, it's hard. I think, I think, I think this last half was beautiful. I think like the whole fights with the hugs and then jumping back and forth. I agree with Bray. I do think they could have ended this movie a few times, but <laughs> I think it could have ended this movie a few times, but there is something to, if you're going to have a movie set in all, all these universes and we've seen, we've seen enough of these universes where I'm like, I guess you kind of got to close them all out. You know, it's like, they, they literally close out all of <laughs> there them. was a part of me that was like i was like i don't know if i need the end of rakakuni but sure <laughs> i was like we've hit that well maybe a at least one every too many time times. they went back to rakakuni i was like this is the greatest <laughs> thing the I've voice seen in of the raccoon <laughs> it was all who's for the, james they even it's not even listed that's a great question it's no not idea. even listed who that voice is it was too long i don't think i a part of me wants to believe that that wasn't the writer or director's choice. That was like the movie studio being like, mm, I don't get the end. Cause like, that feels like a note that they'd be like, we need to tie up. So that's why they end with like, you can be anything you want. Cause I wanted it to end when she like killed Wayman. Cause it's like, we know we spin on the journey. Life doesn't have to be like, and that's why love conquers all. Like it did. Cause he didn't die unhappy. He did die, but everyone dies. Like I want him to just die by her hand and be like, cool. Like you died in my other version. So now I'm dead and now I'm with you. Like the dead version. I don't know. Like, but you know, whatever. I didn't make the movie, and I like it, and so it's fine. <laughs> I like. I think I guess I don't like things that end happy because I haven't seen the end of my life yet, so I'm not sure how it'll end. No, but. that makes sense. But I, you know, I don't even know what else to say about this movie. It was kind of just like 
again, I would love to know, because I'm looking at it, the Russo brothers produced this, and it was like, I'm reading that. So they, Michelle Yao agreed to do it because by that point, by the time she got the script, the Russo brothers were on board and Aquafina was cast as the daughter. So she jumped on board. And I can't tell whether or not, like, I can't tell who picked up the movie first. Was it A24 or the Russos? And, and again, these the Daniels, you're right, because I think they did, what's that? What's the little farting? The one with Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Swiss Army Man. Swiss, they did Swiss Army Man. So that was their first big movie. But no, man. I mean, Hollywood, good, great. Like, great. Show me, show me more people of color doing weird shit. Like, I'm here for it. Like, it's, it's, oh my gosh. How was it pitched? I'm so curious because there's no way it was pitched like this. I just know that because I, you know, knowing that things go in and out. And I'm curious, like, how much of the original, like, where the, what, what part of it was the kernel, you know? Like, well, apparently, I'm it's, curious. Apparently, like, when they were pitching it, like, you, they weren't, you weren't allowed to leave the office to get this, like, to read the scripts. They made you come. Like, they didn't send out any electronic versions of the script. They only had paper copies you had to read in the office. But from what I've read with the Daniels, they said they started writing it. And I, I, it, it seems like they weren't even finished writing it before they sold it. Because they said they were still going through it. Well, they all, I mean, they already made Swiss Army Man, so... With certain pages, but then they were saying, like, as they were getting closer and closer, that's when the kind of the movie, like, solidified itself. I just don't know, like... Yeah, that's cool. Well, here's what I would have liked to have happened, okay? Because this is what I would like to have, because you know, because it's like Joy, Joy's what's her what's her name? What's the what's the what's the villain's name? Hold on, I, I was I was reading it. Jobu Tupaki, okay? She's there, and, and and you know, she's causing all kinds of havoc, okay? And we don't know how we're gonna stop her. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, we hear, "You better, you better back up, Jobu Chewbacca." And then and then we hear and then we hear, "No, seriously, seriously, you 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 better back up." Jobu Schubacher. And then we hear, and then we hear one more voice being like, yeah, you, yeah, you better back up. Jobu, Shabalaba Ding Dong. And then pan over and we got steel and he's all steel. And then we got bronze. He's covered in all bronze. Okay. And then we also got gold. He's covered in all gold. And it's, it's, it's John, Shaq. John, it looked like Shaq. Ray, it's just different versions Ray, of Shaq. Ray, throughout, Ray. throughout the multiverse. No, no, then, no, 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 Bray. And, and one of the versions is yes, gold? Yes, it's steel, bronze, and gold. It's all of them. It's all of them. They all dressed up. Why you know? would you like, I would have gave one platinum. John, just I was going to do platinum. Why did you say platinum, that's all of them? That. No, it's just, it, it's all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, that is all of them. It's just is one Is one really just just what? like gold, like he has no it's mask. Right, yeah, His he's body fully is gold. gold. He has no. He's all gold. Okay. I, I'm so yeah. Lost. No, but then, and then it's it, no. It's it's all the versions John, of steel throughout the time. The cause, please, sir. <laughs> the cause. Okay. And John, yeah. he's still the cause. No, I no, no, no. The cause. And then they, then they all. One of them has a hammer. Okay, but then the other one, John, one doesn't have a doing? hammer. That one. <laughs> this, this, what does he have? What does bronze one have? <laughs> bronze one has like one of those, like you know, one of those like electric electric drills. Okay, has like an electric drill. Okay, are we still doing this? Yeah, and then Let's and then gold. That. Okay, gold has one of those things. You know those things when you like. Trying so this to, is the uh, cause. Okay, grade. we rate <laughs> movies. 
We Wait, no, what? What is it? He has one of those things when you're like grading the cut of diamonds. He has one of those eye Melissa. things. Melissa. He puts over time. Mute his mic, <laughs> Melissa. Oh, that, that's what I waited for. Don't you dare be disappointed. I waited that Don't whole time dare. for... What are those things that grades <laughs> yeah. the cuts That's of what he diamonds? Has, okay? And so then they're all there. Oh, what a and then what you think? No, we no, might, no. Now it's over. Now it's over. Now it's over. We might be in the most mediocre version of this <laughs> yeah, like, podcast right now. So, uh. All right. Yeah, this is the worst version <laughs> of this I like it. I, that's it's, the uh, movie I want to see. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, now you ready, Bray? We rate review films not, not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we feel like the film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If it's someone helps the cause, we give it a white palm. And if we feel like it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Leading actors of colors in for this. So on the count of three, we'll raise our ratings for everything everywhere it's, all at once. Right? Yes. It's up. Yes, man. James, you got to wait okay. till he counts. Mine is up. Three. All right. Who knows what James is going <laughs> to give? Three, two, one. Boom, that is. Oh, I guess I should, in the spirit of it. Oh, yeah, there you, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Got some hot dog hands. Listen, <laughs> even in the, even in the universe where we have hot dog hands, we learn to use our feet. Which would happen? Oh, my God. I Beautiful. That, I mean, I don't even know what else you can so say about funny. this movie. I feel like the fact that we're talking about it, and we've talked about this movie for, like, quite some time, and people are hyping it, it feels good to see. I don't know. I think it's cool this movie just exists. I just hope, I hope people go see it. Like, that's my big thing. I just like, I feel like it can do a lot of good. I just hope people actually see it. And it's not just like one of those like, you know, uh, Hollywoody movies that people like. I think people should enjoy it. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, one of the steals is all emerald. All right. One of the steals right. is all emerald. Okay. And he's riding on the, he's riding on the multicolored okay. rainbow horse from the, from the Wizard of Oz. Wait, you guys don't tell people what you <laughs> rated it? Because you just did it I visually. did too. It's There's two no black fists for me. To... Oh, that's right. Four black fists, you're right. So you're right. Four black fists. I'm sorry. Four no black. Idea. Four, sorry. It's four black fists and a foot. <laughs> four black fists and a foot. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm glad I like I'm glad I'm on it because then I was able to watch it last night. And I probably would have watched it, but I would have postponed this for a while. So No, thanks for coming. I feel you. a good reason to watch it. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to plug? Can people find you on social media or any shows coming up or anything like that? Sure. If you like me, you should come watch me on tour. I'm going on tour from the 19th to of April to May 3rd. I'll be starting in Chicago, driving down to Atlanta. Um, you can see all the like shows, TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows, or follow me at TeresaLeeBot on Instagram. If you didn't like me, I that's fine. You're not alone. <laughs> but don't come to my shows and me. <laughs> You're not alone. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they couldn't like you. <laughs> thank you so much yeah you can follow us at blackman podcast blackmanpodcast.com is our website we have a indiegogo yes. uh, right now for the threshold a comedic short film we're trying to make about three black men on vacation who realize that the house they're staying in is killing white women it's a weird comedy horror, <laughs> and it's not don't worry it is funny 
had my mom be like, I don't know about this. And I'm like, don't worry, mom. No white women were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you can. Oh, no, you know, it's so funny. Because someone was like, <laughs> the link is. Someone was like, should you say you're killing white women? I was like, no, but no one, they're not dead. Like, it's a, you got to watch it. But uh, it's so funny your mom said that break. Yeah. But anyway, you can find the link uh, at blackmanpockets.com, which is our website. We also have links to merchandise there that we sell via T Public. You can get yourself a t-shirt or an iphone case or a pillow or something like that and we also have a defunct patreon we don't do new episodes anymore but if you subscribe you can listen to the years worth of episodes we put on there and then unsubscribe when you've listened to all of them because there will be no new ones <laughs> one of the steals is covered head to toe in in ruby Red to head to toe in john Ruby's. john keep going john keep going. Oh, john keep going keep, keep going okay keep. this this is, if you rate and review us on iTunes, we give you five stars. Uh, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This is by Classy Pac-Man. Says, love this show. I've loved this show for years. My wife and I listen for every movie we've seen. We've been listening to Jira, uh, John, Gerard, and James for so long that we keep forgetting we've never actually met them. We say things to each other like, did you see our friends got a Netflix show? Or our friend is getting married. <laughs> 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 Black comic <laughs> with a film degree and this show makes me feel seen in the most specific way possible. The film criticism is sharp and witty and fun and it's great to hear three Black men connect with each other out of a clear amount of love and respect. Hmm. I don't know how clear it I is. I think it's a super clear love. Other, no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Movie requests. The Associate with Whoopi Goldberg. Hilarious movie where Whoopi is a stockbroker who pretends to be a white man to get business. She even goes as far as wearing prosthetics. Predates Mrs. Doubtfire and has better social commentary. P.S. Thank you for giving Leon his flowers. Of course. Oh, we love Leon. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production, produced by Melissa D. Montz, executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever. Forever.